Welcome back. Uh, Giants 2B Jersey native Tommy DeVito told us what he and, he and his family will be having on the Thanksgiving table. Take a listen to this. Um, the regular Thanksgiving foods like ham, turkey, mac and cheese, um, sweet potato casserole, but then you'll throw in some lasagna, some antipas, some, some Italian dishes in there as well. No green. No, no green. Check, some chicken broth. Yeah, you need some collars. You, like you smoke turkey breast or net bones? Net bones. Okay, got yeah. it. Yeah, smoke turkey. Yeah, without question. Uh, by the way, Damian Woody's going to have his top five Thanksgiving. Mm. Okay, Bishop. Miss okay. It. We got that coming up this hour. Hey, with that, we say welcome back to Get Up. We're coming to you live from the seaport. It is brought to you by Patron. Perfection starts with Patron. Uh, week 12 is upon us. It is time for some bold predictions. That means Bart Scott, give us a bold prediction when you talk about the Texans and the Jags. First of all, the show should start for Patron if he's sponsored by Patron. But anyway, <laughs> I'm going to Texans over the Jaguars. Uh, listen, CJ Stroud's playing amazing right now. D'Amico Ryan has these guys playing at a high level, and I think they believe, and they've already beaten the Jaguars. I think they should be the favorite to win the division. I think it starts today against the Jags. D. Wood, give me a bold prediction. Uh, listen, sticking with this game, sticking with the Houston Texans, how about CJ Stroud, four touchdowns against the Jacksonville Jaguars? <clears throat> this is, oh. Like I said, oh, yeah, four. Four, t- four touchdowns. Oh. I mean, listen, he, he's been one of the best quarterbacks as far as touchdown to interception ratio. Anyway, I know he had the little hiccup last week, but this man has just been a complete revelation as a rookie coming in completely transformed this organization, I think he gets the big win against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Harry, give me a bold prediction. I'm going to go to Buffalo Bills, going to, going to be able to beat the Philadelphia Eagles this weekend. When I look at the secondary for Philadelphia, I still have questions. You had a big uh, pass interference penalty uh, when Kansas City was behind the sticks. You also got to remember, Marquez Valdez-Scantley got behind this defense in crunch time. Justin Watson on 4th and 25 got open on this secondary. So those things got covered up because the Philadelphia Eagles won, but I still have questions about their secondary. Okay. Uh, Kmart, give me a bold prediction. How about this Bartholomew? Mm, Government name. Rain Dakota Prescott, he will throw not one, not two, not three, not four, but five Five. touchdowns. Five. I'm with you. Listen, this is this is a low pressure game. You know what I'm saying? I understand this. He'll throw five. He'll, he might throw six. I'm with you. Might run for two more. Do you believe then, as we had this discussion last hour, Dak Prescott, best quarterback in the National Football League right now? No, we were having the same discussion about Tua Tonga Valor earlier in the season because he was playing homecoming games as well. I can't judge somebody playing against homecoming. I need to see them in high-pressure situations. He Listen, his heart rate is low right now. He knows he, the guy on the other side is no threat. I mean, hell, listen, Riverboat Ryan is on his way out. Listen, that team is laid down and shut down for him. So, listen, this is going to be easy pickings. And, it, listen, sometimes it's good because iron sharpens iron. This is plastic or tougher wear when you're going against the uh, but, commanders. But, you know, listen, the division games are always tough games, man. Man, did you see the commanders? Come on, man, stop it. Man, quit playing. Man, I, I, can't even li- I can't even stop lie to the people. It. I ain't going to lie to the people, man. <laughs> Listen, man. Them, dude, them dudes already rerouted their mail, man. They, they, they wow, wow. Out, man. Harry know what I'm talking about, man. <laughs> Harry, is Dak Prescott the best quarterback in the NFL right now?
Uh, no, that, that's still Patrick Mahomes in my opinion. But I think over the last five weeks, Dak, Dak, Dak Prescott has played the best. Talk about a guy who's thrown over 1,500 yards, 14 touchdowns with just two interceptions, and also rushed for two touchdowns. And in those five games, he's completing more than 70% of his passes. Uh, I think when it comes to Dak Prescott, it's going to be all about the big moments when it comes to the playoffs. But I can't sit up here and ignore what he's been able to do over the last five weeks. And I understand that it's against probably not great opponents. But at the same time, it is the National Football League. Everybody is getting paid and getting a check for a reason. So their job is to try to stop him. Dak Prescott is just doing a hell of a job right now. D, where you stand on this? Did Patrick Mahomes suddenly disappear? Like, Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league. (laughs) But I do – listen, I do agree. Dak Prescott over the past month, month plus, he's been playing the best football. And Dak Prescott can't help who his opponent is. That's just, you, you play the team that you that's on your schedule, right? Okay. That's that's the only thing you can do. Only thing, only thing you can do. Pom-pom. Only no, thing, thing you can, can do, do is play the, the team that's on your schedule. And Dak Prescott, <laughs> we see, look, listen, for the longest we were talking about, right. why isn't Dak Prescott targeting CeeDee Lamb? Why isn't Dak Pre- Prescott is that using a Dak his leg? And you know what? And you know what started happening? He started targeting CeeDee Lamb more. He started using his legs, becoming a, a playmaker more. And what has been the result of that? Dak Prescott playing arguably the best football at the quarterback position in the National Football League. Now, do I, I agree? Absolutely, I agree with Bart. None of this means anything to me because I've seen this. I've seen this script before when it comes to Dak Prescott and Dallas Cowboys. I need to see it when the when the when the pressure is real against a real opponent. We all, we know because we all know we all got suburban kids, right? And we they think they the truth. <laughs> we take their oh, ass to no. the hood, and they go play with them city kids. We know what that we that barbecue chicken. You know what I'm saying? So don't tell me the opponent don't matter, man. We be the, the Cowboys lying to themselves. They're in the suburbs, man. But eventually they got to go to eventually they got to go to the city, and they got to play some see some of them dogs. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how to follow that. Okay. No, I um, I so here's the thing. Here's the, the, day, here's the thing with Dak. To me, Dak is. An, hasn't been the issue. I will look at Dak come playoff time, right? But when I look at this team during the regular season, Mike McCarthy took he took control of the offensive play calling. He said Kellen Moore, what he was doing, wasn't good enough for my team to win a championship. Okay, so when you talk about, oh, Dak is finally targeting CeeDee Lamb, is that on Dak or is that the play calling? Is, is Tony Pollard in this offense, like, is that on Dak or is that really the head coach? Dak, to me, was never the issue. He's, he's finally being allowed to be the playmaker that he is. I want to see him use his legs more consistently. But to me, this is, uh, again, I want to see Dak in the playoffs for those moments, those big moments that we were Firstly, the only reason I say that is because at the end of the day, it's players, not plays. And so when I talk about targeting uh, City Lamb more, at the end of the day, Who's going? Who's going to make things happen for you? I don't care what the play, what the play call is. Who's going to make the? Who's going? Who's the guy that's going? Going to that you can trust to make those plays for you? It's Ceedee Lamb. Ceedee Lamb is your number one wide receiver. So that's why I said when he started targeting him more, throwing the ball more, good things started really started happening for that offense. When you look at it, the Cowboys, they're a couple of games behind the Eagles. You talked about how the Eagles yeah. are about to run the gauntlet when you talk about the schedule. Could you see Dallas catching them considering they got Washington, they got Seattle here before they start facing, let's say, those tough opponents? I think it's possible, but I think what's important for the Cowboys is they have to beat a legitimate team so they can believe as well. Right? I think you know the second matchup against Philly is going to be key, and it could come down 
to the division. I feel like, you know, for, for, the, for the Cowboys to continue to have success, one, I think they need to go out and get Shaquille uh, Leonard, Leonard, Shaq Leonard, right? Because I think, you know, if, if, if Philly gets him, you know, he's going to solidify that run defense because that's what the, you know, football is about. You have to pack your defense in your run game, and you need somebody that can stop that, and I think he can be the difference. But Brandon Cooks has to step up because teams, you know, that are good teams are going to find a way to take away C.D. Lamb and bracket him. You need somebody else to step up. I think the Cowboys really are missing Dalton Schultz because he was that security blanket, that guy that can catch in the middle. They need more production from the tight end position and I think that, that'll help them out. But it's going to be tough, right, because we know what the narrative is. And sometimes you have to get over that mental hurdle to prove that you can you know, beat a good team, and they're going to have to do that. You don't want that first time for you to try and prove that to yourself to be in the playoffs. Make, make good points. I think if you look over the last four games, he has been throwing the ball to Frederick now. That tight end mm-hmm. has become more of a factor. Michael Gallup all of a sudden has yeah. started to show yeah. up. Yeah, and they yeah. need that, and Brandon Cooks obviously had well over 100 it's about yards time. Uh, a couple of games ago. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> okay, Harry. Slow down, player. It's baby right. Barack. Hey, tan suit. It's baby Barack. Slow down now. Let's talk some NBA basketball now. Uh, you know what? And let's start with a game we saw right here on ESPN. Warriors, Sun, Chris Paul, Scott Foster, the official. They've had issues, and it came into play here. Look, he calls a foul on Chris Paul there. Paul doesn't like it. Gives him a few words. And you know what? Scott Foster gives him a technical. Man, this is, this is unbelievable. Scott Foster, we know the history. And it played out. We don't need to be talking about what a referee did to a player. I think it, they, they robbed the fans of an opportunity to see greatness play. Don't, don't read his lips. You see what he called him there. He got ejected there before the half. Uh, Suns were up. And that's seventh time in his career he's been ejected. Kevin Durant knocks down that three here. You know, look, the Suns' lead was 19. But you know what? The Warriors would come back. Just 23 seconds left here in the quarter. And look, at Durant has the ball taken from him. Brennan Pajemski scores. You get a tag. Yeah. Come on, Kevin son. Durant didn't like it. Throws the ball against the stanchion and gets tagged. It was a timeout. I was, come on, man. Like, we did not come here to see you, Scott. Man, you look, the Warriors tried to come back in this one. They were down five. That three was no good. Hey, the Suns hold on, and we win this one, 123 to 115. Here's Chris Paul talking about Scott Foster after the game. It's personal. Yeah, we had a situation some years ago, and it's personal. I got to do a better job making sure I stay on the floor for my teammates, but here's what it is. I'm sure I see him in a game seven soon. How about the Mavs and the Lakers? Wednesday night matchup, second quarter. Luka Doncic, look at his pass. Slow mo. Between LeBron's legs. Nutmeg. That's disrespectful <laughs> to the cane. Josh Green knocks down a three. Look at this. Whoop! Right through. Josh Green hits the three. And watch Luka's face after that. Like, I got you, man. Luka, 30 points, eight dimes, 12 rebounds. Tied up at 99. Lakers ball. Austin Reed misses. LeBron cleans it up. LeBron had 26 played 36 minutes. Yeah, man. Father Tom is undefeated. I know he says that's his biggest opponent. They got to figure that out. Look at this. Mavs down one. Not anymore. Kyrie Irving knocks down that three. He had 28. Mavs are up one at this point. And in 2.8 seconds for the win. LeBron James. No. (laughs) No good. Mavs go on and win this one. 104 to 101. Uh, You know what? LeBron had a Big-time fourth quarter, but despite scoring 16 in that fourth, LeBron missed that potential game-tying three in the final seconds. He's now missed his last 16 potential game-tying or go-ahead three-point attempts in the final 30 seconds of the fourth quarter or overtime. 
His last make, you got to go all the way back to February of 2021. All right, coming up, don't overlook Denver. Russ, he's cooking. Can he actually lead the Broncos, though, to the playoffs? We'll discuss that. And from one Wilson to another, Zach, bench this week. Wait till you hear the OC try to explain the New York nightmare that is the J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets. It's so bad. Greeny, I hit, went all the way out to Prague. Are we contractually obligated? Are we, are we contractually obligated to talk about the Jets, man? Why? We are now. Yeah. <laughs> Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Delicious, meat nutritious. And the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from $25 and under to $100 and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Hey, happy Thanksgiving. It's uh, back here with Get Up. Uh, Harry, you got a favorite Thanksgiving Day moment? Most definitely 1998 Randy Moss. You got 
Moss, three receptions, 163 yards, three touchdowns. We know what Randy Moss means to the game of football. You talk about elusive, jump ball wide receiver, a guy that can go and get it. You throw it up, he going to catch it. Check this next play out. The DB already knows he's about to be, pull his hamstring. Look at him, struggling, scrambling. Nothing's going to be done. Now, I will say this, BC, because I know you're a Cowboys fan. Jerry yeah. Jones and company mm. had the eighth overall pick that year. Yes. Mm. They decided to take Greg Ellis. Yeah. I know. Randy Moss I know. went 21st to the Minnesota Vikings, and he's been teaching them discipline ever since then. Yeah, I felt bad for my man, Pup, uh, Kevin Smith. who Boy, he got torched that game. Yeah. And everybody, everybody, I think every – I worked that game. Everybody in that stadium wanted the Cowboys to draft Randy Moss, and he didn't. They went and got Greg Ellis. Bless his soul. Yeah. He was a nice kid, but – it didn't work well. All right, time for this segment we call Sound Off, where people around sports say some interesting things and we react to them. Let's start with Nathaniel Hackett, the Jets' OC, was asked the unimpressive stat of his new starter, Tim Boyle. Here's his response. Uh, when it comes to stats, there's so many different ways to look at numbers. Um, good, bad. Uh, there are people throughout this league that have been very, very good and one of the best ever. And there are those that then all those same people are, are not as good. So I think that um, that fluctuates and there's so many things. That's why this game is so great. So many different things that change that personnel situations. Uh, so many different things. D Wood, what you talking about, Willis? D Wood, what, what is he talking about, man? What's no, he don't know. He don't know. If that was the biggest word salad in the world, and I don't like greens like that. I don't, I, don't, I don't like lettuce like that. That was the biggest word salad out there. Like, bro, just let's just be real, man. Yeah. You say all that stuff because you're off in state. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you do all stat. You know, stats can be manipulated. Da, da, da. Just say, listen, man, I got a historically bad offense right now out there on the field. We're just trying to make things better. We inserting a new quarterback. Let's see if we can. Let's see if he can provide a spark. That's one of those things where somebody say you think you're gonna get college, you get kale. You, that's basically yeah. what you got out of hacking. What do you think about what? You and listen, I, like I'm, <laughs> I'm contractually obligated to talk about the Jets every day, man. So listen, I, I get to, I have to analyze all this. You know, you talk about Hackett and what he was saying, saying Tim Boyle has a cannon, he's smart. He has, if that's the case, why wouldn't he the backup? Mm. Like, so now they're trying to sell the reality is, and the thing Hackett is coaching for his job and the right to be the coordinator next year because now you can't blame Zach Wilson anymore. So your lack of creativity, motion, all those things, you're going to have to come out and do your job and do it at a high level. You can't just say you're a great coordinator when you have, you know, the Michael Jordan. Uh, well, I'm going to say that because I don't want people on stuff. Yeah. A great player at, at, at quarterback, right? You know, Phil Jackson, all that stuff. You, we see what you are when you don't have the tools that you normally have. Kmart, do you think somewhere Sean Payton's going, mm, Hold up. I told no, you, no, no, What do you think? What, what do you think? I think Sean Payton learned his lesson uh, earlier in the offseason. Um, but I think Nathaniel Hackett, when I listen to that, I'm still searching for the point. Like, I'm still looking in the sky waiting for the point to come down of what yeah. he was trying to say. But listening, it's not just Nathaniel Hackett. You listen to Robert Sala in some of these radio interviews he's doing and some of these podium interviews that he's doing, and it, it's not making sense there either. And I think, unfortunately for the Jets, from ownership to the GM to the head coach, the offensive coordinator, mm -hmm. no one can be honest about the shortcomings this season. From why Zach Wilson, they had to turn to Zach Wilson, why they didn't do anything. Aaron Rodgers got hurt in week one, y'all. Week one. And we're now at a point where it's like, okay, Tim Boyle, yeah, he's going to save the season when they didn't trust him to save the season no. in week two. 
So the, I think everybody within the Jets needs to just stop because oh. none of it makes sense. Okay, so then we go now to Pittsburgh where Kenny Pickett mm. was asked about the offense after Matt Canada's firing. You can't have wholesale changes at this point um, in the season. Uh, we're going to run the system that we've been using and, and Coach Sully, Coach Falk, and, and they're going to put their wrinkle in on it, on what they want to run and when they want to run it. Okay, Harry, what is, what is Slim Pickett talking about? Well, I think the first thing that needs to change is him having the ability to complete passes to his number one target, and that's George Pickens. Uh, I will say this, though. Once you have a coaching change uh, within the season and they have a game this weekend, you can't change everything, but I think what they can do is feature George Pickens more. I think Jalen Warren is their most instinctive back right now. I think he should be the starting running back. And also, when you look at their run game, let your pass game play off your run game. Mirror some of those things together so your, your run game, you can take advantage of some of the looks that your run game is giving your opponents uh, and company. So I just think right now, when it comes to the Pittsburgh Steelers, number one, it starts with Kenny Pickett. He has to play better. He has six touchdown passes to four interceptions. You can't have wide open guys and not be able to complete a football in the National Football League. That's like seven on seven. We call that skelly. And if you can't complete a ball to a wide-open guy, you stand no chance off offensively. I don't give a damn who the play caller is. So I think for Kenny Pickett, he has to be better. And then also they got to feature George Pickens, get Jalen Warren the football a lot more. What do you think, Keywood? For me, it's simple. You fire the coach. Like, you run out, now you run out of excuses for people to point your finger at. Yeah. You know, we forever, everyone in Pittsburgh has talked about get rid of Matt Canada. Okay, well, they're not Good, get, yeah. now they got rid of Matt Canada. Okay, if things continue to trend, trend worse – you're next up, buddy. Let me tell you that right now because Kenny Pickett has not been getting it done at the quarterback position for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I agree with him to the point where you're not going to change much. You're not going to install a whole new offense. But what it's going to do is now, instead of all the attention being on Matt Canada, it's solely going to be on you moving forward. All right, let's move now to Denver where Russell Wilson may have broken a record for the most cliches ever in a single <laughs> answer. Take a listen oh to this. Oh, my God. Yeah, every opportunity is a huge moment, you know, for us. And it's just another moment that we want to collectively be together on and, and be ready to play our best football game. Um, you know, it's all about winning. It's about winning. It's about the opportunity to, to rise to the occasion every week, week in and week out. Um, you know, and I think we look forward to it. we got, we got great confidence in who we are, what we're doing, where we're going. Bartholomew? I mean, listen, yeah. If they like it, I love it, right? And you know, sometimes which means he, when we say that, we don't like it. <laughs> I mean, he comes off inauthentic, but if his teammates are rallying around him and they are playing better, I think the biggest thing was Van Joseph figured out how not to to, to crash the car. When you think about inheriting a, a top five defense, and he finally figured out how to play to their strengths, they're playing much better. I think they're much as uh, they have as much to do about the turnaround than anybody else. But the reality of it is, I think they dug themselves too big of a hole. And Russ still being Russ isn't sustainable, in my opinion, right? Playing off schedule, he won't be able to do that against the Cleveland Browns, who is the best defense that I've seen in the league in a long time. You, know, you think about all those plays to, to Sutton last week, those were off schedule, Russ kind of buying time. You won't be afforded that. So this is going to be a tough game. It's a pivotal game if they want to have any chance. In my opinion, I have the Texans being that, that last team to get in. They dug too big of a hole, but you know they are playing better, but I think it's too little too late. Hey, Mark? I think, and it's not it's not personal with Russ. I think he's his numbers look good, right? But the expectation for Russ was not to just be good. Why did you give him that massive contract? Why did you give up those the all that draft capital and players? It's to win a championship. 
I, I just, one day, I just want to hear him say, like, being good isn't good enough. I need to be way better. This is all on me. I have fallen short of what our expectations to this point are. And because I think around him, you've seen the team get better. And his numbers are good. But again, if they don't make the playoffs, okay, now we push the clock again back another year as far as what Russ can do in Denver. All right, Harry, what's your take? Yeah, I, th I think it's going to be tough for the Denver Broncos to make the playoffs. Number one, you look at their schedule. Bart mentioned that they started in a, in a deep hole. I'm calling this game this weekend on ESPN Radio with Steve Levy, the Broncos versus the Browns. And what I'm interested to see, I want to see how Russell Wilson and those wide receivers are going to fare up versus that defense. We know Jim Swartz is going to blitz. We know the Jim Swartz trusts those guys in the secondary to play man coverage. Are they going to be able to win one-on-one? -on -one? Cortland Sutton and also Jerry Judy. But does, is Russ going to have enough time to actually even get the football off? So those are some of the things I have questions uh, about going into this matchup and want to see from this wide receiver core at Denver. Can those guys get open versus the secondary of the, uh, of the Cleveland Browns? All right, we'll see. You know what I want to talk about? I want to talk about winners. And coming up, the Cowboys. They've been feasting <laughs> lately. But are they among the NFC the 90s? elite? Some people here, I don't know what's wrong with them. They say no. We're going to discuss next on Get Up. <laughs> Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. It's Thanksgiving, and welcome back here on Get Up. D. Wood, I know you've got your favorite Thanksgiving Day moment. What you got? Yeah, I'm going oh, right here. Oh, I'm on, Leon, let the big come on, cat. Come you on, are here, man. block the field goal, right? Oh, Everybody's like, the game is over. We big win. Ooh, my Thanksgiving Day hit. game. <laughs> big cat. I love you, brother, but man, what? Come on, man. That, when I saw this man, I was just in shock. Don't touch it. Uh, yeah, touch it. Because you know, I like, don't oh, touch it. everybody, we have a call. <laughs> like, everybody just get away from it. Yeah. And then. Oh, oh man, yeah. yeah. I hate to bring that up to you because I know I know how much you I know how much you love the Cowboys. Because that hurt. But that, yeah, that hurt. Michael Irvin's lip. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> so you said he needs some burgundy. He, he needs some Carmex. <laughs> Whoa, Mike. What's on that clip, man? Save Mike, man. Hashtag save Mike. But it wasn't the last time Leon let this something like that, though. <laughs> Super Bowl? Yeah, Super Bowl. Yeah, they won 100 to 2. I mean, against Buffalo that game. Oh, man, listen, I don't get to hang out with y'all often, man. I'm going to get my money's worth. <laughs> <laughs> well, we all know what we were thinking that. I thought he had snow on his lips. Oh, man. <laughs> Let's play a little game. We call. Got your number. Came on. I don't know. 
passing yards from Brock I don't Purdy. know. I don't know. Oh, my, um, my boy, though. <laughs> um, you know what? I love Brock. I'm going to say 255. Yeah. Um, he's <laughs> Somebody got a church fan in here. I'm talking about one with that MLK on the no. no. Okay, 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 okay. All right, guys, guys, guys. MLK. Like Eddie Murphy on Brooklyn, Vampire Brooklyn. Thanksgiving. No, um, 255, y'all. Brock Purdy, according to Hembo, this set, Brock Purdy is averaging 9.7 yards per attempt. That is the most by QB since Kurt Warner in 2000. Give Brock Purdy some respect, but Lumen Field is tough to play it, so I'm going to say 255. Okay, uh, Harry, how many turnovers do you think for Jared Goff? Brian is sweating up a storm Bay. in here. Somebody give me a Kurt fan, please. Headman is up, sweating like Pac Union in the fourth. <laughs> Try Bar, bar on one right now. <laughs> I'm going to go with zero Harry. turnovers for Jared Goff. <laughs> I, he had three last week. I don't think he's going to have any on Turkey yeah. Day. I think he's going to have a good showing. I also think that run game is going to be very efficient for the Detroit Lions. Bart, you a fool, man. <laughs> hey, man, this is what oh happens you put me around my people. Oh, no. Okay, Bart. How many touchdowns do you think Dak Prescott against Washington? All right, I'm trying to be serious. Okay. All right, listen, I'm going to go three. I love Dak it. Prescott's playing at a high level. Yes, he is. He's going to push up his numbers today against home. You know, got a homecoming. I, I don't think he – he might not even play all four quarters, but I, I expect him to get the turkey legs today. Listen, Dak Prescott is doing what he's supposed to do, and um, he's playing with a lot of confidence. And I'm, I'm glad to see him using his athleticism in his legs. That's something that had, had failed to him, you know, coming back from the ankle injury. Okay, so since we're talking about the Cowboys, do you, do you, <laughs> no, that, no, 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 that's that, not going to cut it. No, no, we we need to put that finger in there. We need that petroleum jelly. So. <laughs> you have to scoop hey, something out, Harry. Clean, my, my G. <laughs> That, that lid would absorb all number. that. <laughs> Don't talk about the playmaker like that. Uh, all right, since we talked about the Cowboys, how big is the gap, you think, from the Cowboys when we talk about the, <laughs> the, the, the conference, the leaders? Can we get a close-up on his head? The Niners and the Eagles, how close is the gap between these guys? <laughs> Boy, got chin. Um, do, we see, do we still <laughs> – do we do we forget about that game against the Cowboys and the 49ers? Yes. <clears throat> we okay. We can't. We I know I ain't forgot about that game. Okay. And regardless of how well Dak Prescott's been playing over the past month plus, until they go out there and show some type of redemption, man, yeah. it's gonna be hard for me to say, oh, the Dallas Cowboys have really closed the gap. I just, it, they gotta they gotta do it when it counts. Why aren't they in, in the same league, in your opinion? when you talk about the Niners and the Eagles? Well, because they haven't proven that they can close, okay. right? We talk about how the Cowboys have played and how they beat up on bad competition. But we, when we've seen them take a step up in class against the San Francisco 49ers, against the Philadelphia Eagles, they fall short. And listen, it close only counts in, in horseshoes. So the fact that Dak plays well, but they lose, he hasn't found a way to beat a team when the other team has a guy over there that can raise his level with his team as well. And that's going to be the narrative, unfortunately, until Dak wins one of these games. I can remember when LeBron first came in and he passed to Marshall and he gave up the shot. They said he didn't have a killer instinct. He couldn't close. Dak has to prove that he can close. And that's the only way that he's going to erase this narrative. When you play for the star in one of these teams, the Yankees of football, that's going to get all the attention, the negative stuff that comes with it, if you don't you know, you know, finish the job, that you're going to get criticized. Okay, Mark. Don't ask me. I got the bronchitis. Like, <laughs> I got the bronchitis. Not the itis, but the bronchitis. No, Take some tussin. I can't. I can't.
Put some, some tussin. Rub some tussin on that throat. I literally need the inhaler. Um, I think, I think, um, no, I, I think when you look at the 49ers, like they've always been the team to me that has, has stymied the Cowboys of late. And again, for these moments, when you talk about the Cowboys, I literally have no oxygen in my lungs, guys. When you talk about the Cowboys, <laughs> just, I can't. Oh, my God. You, you ever seen that movie broadcast news <laughs> where the dude tried to do the news? Brady's going to be like, these people can't come back ever again. Lord, Lord have mercy. Harry, you got to save the show, my man. When we talk about the top teams yep, here. I got you. I, and I want you, I want you to take a yep. look here at a schedule. And the one team that we haven't mentioned, how about the Lions? Look at what the Lions got coming yeah. up. Now, they got the Cowboys at the end of December. You believe, though, if I'm not mistaken, Harry, that we could actually be talking about the Lions as the top team in the NFC. Tell, me, tell us why. Yeah, I look at their schedule that they have, and they do play the Cowboys at the end. But I think the brand of football that they play, we understand what their identity is. I trust Jared Goff at the quarterback position. Uh, I think this team right now is really playing some good football. Even though they didn't play their best last week versus Chicago, they found a way to win, right? We continuously talk about the Philadelphia Eagles, how they find a way to win when they don't play their best football. Well, the Detroit Lions have done some of the same things as well. But when you look at the top three teams in the, in the NFC right now, Philadelphia Eagles, the Detroit Lions, and also the San Francisco 49ers. The common denominator is the physicality between those three teams. That's something I cannot say when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys. And that's why I think, you know, you look at those three teams and you look at Dallas, I, I, I like those three teams more so than the Dallas Cowboys right now because of that physicality that they can do, because they can run the football. Dallas can't rush the football right now. We don't know about that physicality, or we haven't seen it uh, be upper echelon for this football team this season yet. Mm. I know you're smiling from ear to ear. What's up? Yeah, listen, the Lions, when you, when you build it the right way from inside out, it allows you not to have a top-tier quarterback, and it allows you to be a force multiplier like Mike Tannenbaum always talks about. And you talk about the Detroit Lions, you have to start with that offensive line and how they built this line over the draft. And then Aiden Hutchinson has come up. And the only thing that concerns me about the Lions is if you can take Aiden Hutchinson away and you don't have somebody else that can generate pressure. You know, but when you're able to burp the baby back there, like Jared Goff is able to do, Ross St. Brown, Jameson Williams is coming apart. And listen, you know, if it wasn't about the season about C.J. Stroud, if it wasn't about Puka Nakua, we'd be talking about Laporta. You know what I mean? They let T.J. Hawkinson go away, <coughs> yeah. and, and, and he's a very talented player, yeah. Pro Bowl player, but he didn't fit, you know, their, their profile as far as yeah. being able to be a physical runner. Uh, I mean, Blocker, Laporta is, is, is a secret weapon for them, too, because you talk about the, the lack of high-level play from most of these teams, linebackers and safeties, and he's a mismatched problem. Whenever you can get easy throws, when you can block, Damon knows about it because at one point he was part of the best offensive line, yep. Yep. and he was able to elevate Mark Sanchez. Yep. I, I, I don't want to put Sanchez in golf because I think golf is a much better quarterback. He's accomplished a little bit more than Mark. But he's a guy that's playing with a sense of urgency because he's been let go. And I love the fact that he has a story to tell and he wants to be able to write this chapter and change and restore the roar in Detroit. Well, we talked, I'm sorry, but we talked about the Cowboys earlier and Dak Prescott in particular. Is he playing the best of any quarterback? And everybody says yes, but let's wait and see. The fact that when we talk about, you know, who could be the, the top seed, Dak is playing the best quarterback right now. He's the best quarterback mm -hmm. in this moment. And yet we're looking at the other teams, and I think that speaks to how we view the Cowboys and how the Cowboys have played of late because the Lions have come out 
and they've built it the right way to your yeah. point. You've looked, the Cowboys have always been talented, See, and yet we're ha- the yeah. Eagles have surpassed them in their division. And, and I think that's the problem when, in Dallas. When you can run the football and limit the possessions in a game yeah. like the Lions can because of that run yeah. game, the physicality. We talk about one of the best play calls, and I think he doesn't get enough credit. I think he's probably going to be the next head coach when you talk about Ben Johnson, the fact that he didn't take a head coaching job yeah. because he wanted to finish the job that he, that he set forth in the mission in Detroit says a lot about this organization and this team. They have lived up to the expectations. You know, unlike some teams don't, that don't live up to the expectations, they had a lot of things going into this season. We all picked them. And they've exceeded expectations, in my opinion. Montgomery's been running really well for them. Listen, you cannot have Thanksgiving football and not have a proper Thursday edition of That Boy Bad. New tradition. all your fan submissions ready to go. Let's take it away. That Boy Bad. Oh, Raiders. Come on, baby. Hey, Slim, I'm trying to tell you. That Boy Bad. Slim? Yeah. That Boy Bad. How cute is she? Yeah, man, that's how we do it in the hood. Run to the Buick and turn around. (laughs) (laughs) We do it in the hood, baby. Harry, you got to love that, don't you? Man, y'all know how I feel about kids. Harry love the kids. But, man, I got to give a shout-out to my guy in the wheelchair, man. He didn't let nothing stop him. He was going to get that boy bad in. Shout-out to him Walk and his readers, job, man. It's, hey, yeah. We sweeping. We sweeping now. <laughs> we moving. <laughs> that is tremendous. That's good stuff. Keep them coming. All right, coming up, it is not Thanksgiving without food. That means Damian Woody will give you his top turkey mm. day Foods. Oh, my goodness. You know we got to react to that. And D. Wood is going to be picking more games like only he can. That means he is smashing helmets with that big mallet. But first, a little sneaky himbo time. And it's for Harry. Harry, who has the most rushing touchdowns of at least 20 yards in NFL history? The answer when we come back. Welcome back. Uh, Sneaky himbo time for Harry. Okay, Harry, who has the most rushing touchdowns of at least 20 yards in NFL history? Yeah, so himbo might... Well, it's not no Mike. He's going to try to be sneaky here. Today is Thanksgiving. It's Thursday. So I'm going to go with Barry Sanders. That's who I was originally going to go with. But I just remembered the Dallas Cowboys played a lot on Thanksgiving, too. So I'm going to go with Emmitt Smith. Great cast. You should have went with your first one. Oh, it's Barry Sanders. Bye, bye, Barry. Barry Sanders with 30. Smith uh, is human joystick fourth on the list with 22. You had it. Like Barry Sanders. You did what Jeff Saturday did yesterday. You should have went if with I could move. He's trying to be sneaky. If I could groove <laughs> like Barry. If I can be. I want to want to be like Barry. <laughs> My hero right there, son. We know. We got that. We got that. All right. Uh, it is time, folks. I, I know you've been waiting for it. It's the segment we've been waiting for. 
Damian Woody's top five Thanksgiving foods, D. Wood. Yeah, let me first preface this by saying the pictures you see in my list oh, don't right. match up. They don't match up. Yeah, they don't match up with what I'm about to say. But we're gonna start at we gonna start at let's start at number five, okay? Let's start at number five. Come on. I got the banana pudding at number five, okay? You heard me? Like when you talk about this, this right here. See, I don't even use I don't even use vanilla wafers. I use a different type of cookies on there. That man, that whoo, okay. will have you run into the bathroom. That's only one. That's only one. Banana pudding for me. Yeah, I'm gonna need that after after the whole meal. So banana pudding at number five. Number four, I got corn pudding right here. Again, pay no attention to the pit. Brian, because the picture don't match what I'm talking about here. Listen, it's a side dish, but it it almost tastes like a dessert. You know what I'm saying? So it complements everything on the plate so well. It's so good, it will make you slap your own mama. Come here, right? Come here, mama. It's like that. It'll make you slap your own mama right here. Okay, number three. Okay. Gotta have the collard greens. I don't even, no know. Greens, I don't even know what the they ain't done. Done. That, ain't done. That, that ain't the collard greens that's in my in my pet <laughs> in my pot at the house what? right now. That's okay. That's that like olive oil. From what? Some salad what? House. What? I don't know what that Say is. It. But that ain't the collard uh, greens from my house Wood right home. now. So we got collard greens. <laughs> that at, number, at number two. <laughs> number two. Okay. I got candy in. With, see, I put marshmallow on mine. Okay. Because <laughs> I like mine. The marshmallow, they got to be a little, little, little burn on the top. Okay. Yeah. You feel me? And it's got, look, the yams ain't even juicy. So that's why I think like the, Mar- the picture, <laughs> Mar- the the picture don't match what I'm talking about here. here. But I got the candy in <laughs> okay. with the marshmallow. And then, listen. At number one, yeah. I got the five cheese macaroni and cheese, Ooh. baby. What we got? Okay, that's the Velveeta right there. Macaroni. That's Velveeta. <laughs> yeah. that, that's that's Velveeta. Velveeta. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, yeah. that's yeah. not the five cheese macaroni and cheese right here. And listen, my macaroni and cheese, yeah. it's a, on the edge is a little, it's a little crispy, little crispy on the edges. Love it. But yeah. when you put that spoon in that thing mm. and you lift it up, it's just cheese. just, just cheese is falling, it's falling apart. Evaporated meat, uh, cheese, yeah. evaporated milk. Gouda, yeah. cheddar, Kobe, at least 20 cheeses. Yeah, Harry, your thoughts. So can we go back to, oh, my goodness. Listen, <laughs> this is what happened when people fix collard greens. When they, you, this is when you know they ain't never been to Big Mama house. This is when right. you know they ain't never been to Pookie and, and, yeah. and Uncle June boy them house. Because when your collard greens look like that, you better throw those in the garbage can. <laughs> Don't eat those. Yeah, them ain't, them ain't done yet. Yeah, they got to cook it in chicken broth for at least five hours. Right, exactly. Yeah, I, yeah. My goodness. Yeah, I got yeah, to take a picture of my collard greens. All right, it is time. For big man, Damien's seen enough. Helmet, seen enough of this kale salad. A Thanksgiving game. Welcome to the most dangerous segment. Big man, tiny helmet. Get the goggles ready. That went right by my face. Things just got real. Yeah, yeah. Start to the side. Start to the side. Graziano's got a lot of potential. Holy smoke! There's no coming back from that. I think that might be my best. All right, let's pick these Thanksgiving games. Let's start right here. We got the Lions. We got Green Bay. Detroit, an eight-point favorite, mm. by the way. Mm. Deserved to be. The oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smash yeah. up that. Get hey, listen. Bart knows this from the three. Detroit been waiting for this moment, Ooh. man. Yes. We've been waiting for this moment where they built this thing the right way, and they built it to this point now, being on national television, the first game right out of the back. 
And Detroit, uh -oh. they're, uh -oh. they're building a monster. Uh -oh. they, they got they a monster. About that. They got uh -oh. a monster. So, yeah, we, we all on. Yeah, yeah, yeah we, we good. Ain't no, love we in Harvard, ain't no love in the heart of the city. I we all on Detroit. Gonna get that smoke today, love. Get that smoke. Gonna get that smoke. Okay, let's go to the next game. Commanders, Cowboys. Cowboys, by the way, at home. 13 and a half point favorite. D Wood smash the loop. Come on, that's easy. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, this, oh, you know, yeah, oh, this, yeah, you gotta be careful right yeah, here. Yeah, right? You gotta be careful right here. Listen, <laughs> oh. I think this is just a horrible matchup for the commanders because we know that Sam Howard, they already throw the ball all over the field. Yeah. And you're gonna be doing that against this Cowboys, uh, this Cowboys rush. Michael Parsons and company are gonna be feasting on Sam Howell in this that's, game. That's so Dak Prescott with Chip Bart, another homecoming game. Barbecue chicken. Barbecue <laughs> chicken. Yes, sir. Just yeah, yeah, go go ahead. Go ahead. You got it. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Just a little piece here. Okay, all right. Okay. Okay, you feel it. Okay. Ice box where your heart used to be, sir. Okay, we gotta get to the last one here. This is the most intriguing game. It's most intriguing it. Yeah. What's intriguing here? Yeah, but it's a Oh, yeah, yeah, we gonna. You did that to Big Gino? I know. I, yeah, yeah. Gino's not really healthy yet. He's, he's hurting. He's hurt. Big Gino is hurting right now. And now you're going up against Gino this 49ers yeah. and this pass rush with, with Chase Young and Nick Bosa and company. Yeah, it could be barbecue chicken up there in Seattle. Harry, give me your take on that game. Yeah, I'm going San Francisco all the way. Geno Smith is not 100% healthy. I had a chance to do their game two weeks ago, and I think from an offensive standpoint, they try to go big game hunting entirely too much instead of just taking what the defense gives them. Uh, I don't think they're they're consistent right now. I like what Bobby, Bobby Wagner's been able to do defensively, but I think the 49ers are going to be entirely too much in the most, most physical football team in that matchup and win that game by a landslide. Looking at the hero here, you have the Lions, you got the Cowboys, you got the Niners. How would you rank these three teams right now? Oh. Right now. One, Bang. two, three. I would, I would do it the same way. Same way? Uh, same way. Same way? Kmart? Kmart? I, I go bang, bang, bang. Okay. Yeah. I like it. I like it. I like it. I'm trying to stay in your good graces. I think that's what I'm talking Sleeping about. Sleeping on the 3-1-3rd. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. By the way, since we're talking about some football, we got college football rivalry weekend. Friday, here on ESPN, you got Texas. They can get a spot in that Big 12 championship game with a win over Texas Tech. And then on Saturday, you got Florida State taking on Florida. And then Georgia squares off against Georgia Tech all on ABC. Hey, don't forget, first take is coming up next. How important is it for the Cowboys to dominate against those commanders today? Molly, Stephen A., Bart, Kmart, D. Wood, all of them. It's Thanksgiving, and they're coming up next. Like Soul Train. <laughs> Get Up is brought to you by Subaru. Share the love event now through January 2nd. Hey, Friday, six new champions will be crowned at the PFL World Championship. The prelims begin at 5 Eastern. Main card pay-per-view begins at 8 Eastern. You can catch all the action on ESPN+. We've been giving our favorite Thanksgiving moments when we talk about football. Mine comes courtesy 1994. The original Red Rifle, Jason Garrett, playing for an injured Troy Aikman, throws for over 300, a couple of teddies, and the Cowboys knocked off the Packers 42-31, outdueled Brett Favre that day. 
on Thanksgiving Day, 1994. Look at you. Knew you would slip the Cowboys in had last to. second. Had to. Had to. By the way, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Yes. We appreciate you spending your morning with us. First take is next.